Welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's pop culture references on Gilmore Girls. I'm Taylor. And I'm Kyla. And we're talking The Revival. Yes, we are totally talking The Revival today. I know we've only done one episode, but we felt like it was a momentous enough occasion to pause Mm -hmm. the normal-ish routine we are establishing (laughs) because people we got new gilmore girls and yes there is so much to talk about and we have not talked about it yet so we saved our talk for you guys so we basically we're dying to hear what each other thinks we basically just texted each other and was like oh my gosh so many feelings (laughs) but we decided to save all of our (laughs) yes save all of our conversation for the recording so everything you were getting is totally it's raw people it's emotional just like, this is real life. Just like the fall <laughs> episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Kyla, how did you watch the revival? I let's see. Okay, so I think I must have actually opened it up. I went Black Friday shopping. I'm one of those consumerist Americans. How early did you get and... up? <laughs> oh, not early okay. at all. I think we left at like. Um, like maybe nine. Oh, okay, that's reasonable. Thirty, <laughs> ten, yeah, yeah. We stopped at Starbucks, which was super full. Yes, and but I got a red cup, so that was exciting. Yes. I was and... just wondering if you got up really early and then you were going to be really tired for Gilmore Girls. No, no. So, but we did our shopping. We didn't get home till like three or so. Okay. So I was off social media that morning. Good for and... you. And. I came back and just started watching. Yeah. Awesome. What about you? Uh, I did... Okay, so about the time you were leaving for Black Friday shopping, we were getting up. We... I actually... Okay, so I am not a morning person, but I actually woke (laughs) up at like 6.30 that morning and could not fall back to sleep. I was so excited. (laughs) It felt like Christmas. I was like so excited for new Gilmore Girls that I was like waiting in my bed until like when your parents are like, okay, it's ready. You can come downstairs now. So, um, So we got up and my mom made pancakes. We decided to have a Gilmore breakfast and we had Pop-Tarts and coffee and pancakes chocolate chip pancakes and we queued it up and we watched all of them on friday so we watched one and two and then um we took a little break to run some errands do a few things in the middle of the day and then we watched three and four and uh My dad and my brother were walking in and around the house. This was my mom, my sisters, and me watching. But every time my dad and my brother would come through, we'd be like, get out of here. Pick, Go upstairs or go downstairs. This is the Gilmore Girls level. You are not allowed to be munching on your loud chips. You are not allowed to be here at all. So, yes. So we watched it all in one day. And I'm so glad because I stayed off social media, too. I did not want anything like the final four words being spoiled for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched the first two, um, that afternoon into the evening. Mm -hmm. And then I think we went and we saw Fantastic Beasts. So I was still watching so much, so much screen time that day. Um, but then Saturday, uh, I woke up and I finished them. So that, yeah, way to go. I just, I really wanted to enjoy them. And I knew that I was too tired. Like I was just, I don't know, two was enough for me. I was like, okay, I need to take a little break. 
let this soak in and then keep on going. So what and I felt like at least for me, because I'm so used to the 45 minute episodes for Gilmore Girls, it the energy felt different because they were like it was like two episodes in one. So you didn't even have Mm. that buffer um, of like. It was basically, and like, okay, I guess it's not weird to watch more than one episode of Gilmore Girls at a time. Goodness knows I've done it so many times, (laughs) but I just didn't even have that break of the little credits in between, so. Oh, right, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it was a lot, but I remember, okay, when I was watching the last episode, Mm -hmm. um, as it got, you know, I could tell that a lot of time had passed, not because I was watching the clock, but just because I had been, I could feel that um, the story was moving along, and I kept on thinking, oh no, is it over now? Oh no, is it over now? (laughs) (laughs) For like the last, you know, like the second half of it, um, because I just... I knew it was going to end after this one. Yeah. So. I actually, I was definitely checking how far we were into the episode on the last mm. one, too. Because somebody, and I am escaping, it's escaping my brain who it was now, but I think an actor said something like, you won't real in the show, said something like, you won't even realize it's the final four words because it it just happens and then so I was like Mm -hmm. what if it happens and I don't realize it and then it's over yeah I thought I thought that too so I guess I just forget you can rewind (laughs) (laughs) okay but actual opinion on it like I feel like I don't even know where to start did you like it I did like it that sounded (laughs) that sounded hesitant it's because, well, first of all, it was four hour and a half episodes, so it was like four Disney movies. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> so, comparison. It's freaking long, and it's, so it's hard to give like just a yes, no on four separate mm-hmm. episodes that were incredibly long, had so much to them, so there are obviously parts that I didn't like and parts that I did like, mm-hmm. but I mean, like overall, yes, I like them, and I think... That they were done well, considering the pressure there was on them, the amount of time that had passed, you Uh know, just how different they were. But one thing I did appreciate was that I felt like it was Gilmore Girls, but they were not pretending like it was 10 years ago Gilmore Girls. They were, they had moved forward. Yeah. You know, things were different. They weren't reusing old jokes or trying to pretend like, you know, they were still 20 and 30. Yeah, that that is totally true. They get definitely get credit for that. Yeah. What about you? Did you like it? So, yes. And I think I say that with the same tone of voice that you did <laughs> because obviously there are things, which I'm sure we will get into, that I did not care for or would have changed. But mm-hmm. um, are you an Arrested Development watcher? No, I'm not. Okay, so I am a recent watcher of that show. And so I don't have the same, like, you know, deep emotional tie for people who maybe watched it in its original run. And then years later had its next, watched its Netflix revival. I just watched it all in, like, one month. Um, mm-hmm. But this Gilmore Girls revival was so much more successful than something like that, where it was trying too hard to, like coordinate different actor schedules and like they did a completely 
different format that I don't think was like helpful for storytelling or for character development and the storytelling, like the actual choice of plot was really weird. Whereas Mm -hmm. for Gilmore Girls, I felt like it was a really natural continuation. Like we're checking in with Rory's career. We're checking in on Luke and Lorelai's relationship. We're checking Mm -hmm. in on Stars Hollow. Like those make sense to me. And then like, yes, the episodes were longer, but they weren't told in such a way that I was like, what am I watching and why are they doing this? And so I, I mean, there were certain things like proportions, like I like Michelle as a character, but I think I like him better as a sprinkling than Mm -hmm. like, there was so much Michelle in this. And I think that was partly because Suki wasn't able to be there, but at the same time, like it wasn't so bad that I was like, this doesn't even make sense to me, which is how I felt after the Arrested Development. And that, that I had so much trouble getting through. Whereas Gilmore Girls, I so enjoyed binge washing in one day. Yeah. Yeah, and I, they definitely worked with what they had, mm-hmm. which I think is partially what you're saying. Like, uh, Melissa McCarthy was just not able to be in yeah. it. And so they, instead of pretending like she was there, yeah, they wrote the story around that. And, you know, Edward Herman... Yeah. Um, having died, that became a huge part of it, mm-hmm. which that wouldn't have been the story at all. No. Which is strange, like, to think what would have happened mm-hmm. if he hadn't been gone. Well, and I actually, I thought that was one of my favorite moments, was the flashback to his funeral, and I thought they did their tribute to him so well. Mm. What I do have will bring me joy. Mom, nothing is going to bring you joy right now. Nothing. Your husband just died. And some time has passed and you realize that you've given away all of your carefully chosen stuff. You're going to track down Marie Kondo and kill her. And then you're going to go to jail wearing those jeans. And the Winchester mystery family will be living here in your ball gowns. I don't know how to do this. Do what? Live my life. No. I don't know what to do or where to go. I've forgotten which side of the bed to sleep on. I was married for 50 years. Half of me is gone. You don't understand. I understand. What is a favorite moment from the revival? Okay, so favorite moment. I don't know if this is my favorite moment, but the first one that comes to mind. (laughs) um, I know you said they didn't recycle a lot of plot lines. This one is recycled, but it made me so happy. (laughs) Kirk's second short film. (laughs) A second film by Kirk. That is one of my favorite moments from the original series (laughs) and I loved Pedal the Pig. I loved the Kirk stuff. I loved as goofy as it was, the Uber made me laugh. So I am I was totally happy with the Kirk goofiness. That was like exactly what I was hoping for. And the second short film by Kirk did not disappoint. Yeah. Yeah, that was um I like that, but see there again he's instead of saying, Oh hey you should watch my short film. It was, Hey, here's another one, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years later. And so it was, it was still like stepping forward. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. There wasn't any pretending (laughs) that the first one didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was, yes, that's the first one that comes to mind, but that is not the only one for sure. How about you? Yeah. Okay. My, I have two different favorite kind of aspects of the revival. My favorite scene Uh was by far when 
Jess leaves the newspaper office, <laughs> walks outside, and t- takes the cat and just throws it. Uh, that was I, great. I cracked up, and I rewound, and I watched <laughs> it again. Because I just thought that that was such a perfect portrayal of their relationship. <laughs> and I could just hear uh, Jess saying, like, just calling Luke, like, what is this stupid hat? And just throwing it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that I just thought... I just cracked up so much I loved to that. that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Just like purely goofy. Well, and for the yeah. listener, um, we should probably tell you a couple weeks ago, we did have a conversation where we had to answer the very important question of Team Dean, Team Jess, or Team Logan, or Marty, or Tristan. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. So, should we recreate that moment for them, Kyla? <laughs> well, 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 here's how it went. <laughs> Okay, so what team are you, Taylor? Uh, what team are you, Kyla? Okay, I feel like we should just say this. At the same time, okay. count of three. Okay. One, two, two three. three. Team Jess! Jess. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's pretty much how it oh. happened. And it was a moment yeah. of relief. Like, okay, well, this podcast is going to work out. <laughs> We're on the same side. Yes. So... Yeah. I have to say, I did not think there were enough, there was enough Jess in these episodes and, and not Mm. just in a team Jess way, but like from a story perspective, I felt like, Mm -hmm. like maybe a scene or two with him got cut. I don't know. Yeah. Because why, what, what didn't make full sense to me was why Rory had a um, consistent relationship with Logan, and Ugh. I don't just mean romantic, but that she was involved in his life, but not Jess at all. Yeah. You know, why, why didn't they get back in touch? What made her, what kept her in touch with Logan? <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to try and refrain from just making this noise every time we say Logan. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel about him. And, mm-hmm. um, I was, uh, I was telling someone else this the other day. I don't think any of my opinions on any of the characters changed in the revival. I think all of them were confirmed and deepened. Mm -hmm. And Logan, I just have a continuous, deep annoyance and loathing for. (laughs) See, I, I don't have that hatred for him. If I wasn't Team Jess, I would be Team Logan. Really? And... Yeah, yeah, because I think that, I don't know, I think that connecting with someone, even if it can be a little bit, I don't know, uh, unstable or Mm -hmm. not unstable, but um, scattered, it's just, it's better than just having Dean, the nice guy who doesn't challenge you. I I don't know. I think that Logan challenges her, maybe not always in good ways. But he makes her think. Well, but I didn't. I did not think that their relationship. And I mean, I, I think again, like they were taking steps forward. Rory mm-hmm. is older. She's experienced ten more years of life. You know, she's not the prude that she was. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I just I didn't understand why it was why Logan and not anyone else, except for geography wise, they were both in the same country. Well, and I guess what's just so frustrating to me about Logan is I do not see the appeal for him, the appeal to him. Like, I mean, yes, he's a good looking dude. 
Um, <laughs> but like, I just cannot figure out what Rory is attracted by other than his money and his connections to the career she wants to be in. I just think like when she's hanging out with him in London, that really like, it just seems to be that physical attraction and that attraction to his world and I just don't think she's her best self when she's with him. And so that was really frustrating mm-hmm. to me. I mean, I think that hooking up with an ex is something, I think that's a realistic thing that happens. But it was disappointing for me to see because I felt like um, e- part of Rory's trajectory in the original series was like she goes through this rough patch in season five and six and then Mm -hmm. toward the end of six and through seven she starts to be getting back onto that solid path of trying to you know pursue her dreams and um and be a good friend and um be someone be more like her mom and reject the world of her grandparents but then I just feel like Mm -hmm. this revival completely reversed that and so that was frustrating. I just felt like she reverted back to like season six Rory when she is, um, or maybe season five Rory really when she's Mm -hmm. stealing a yacht and like only focusing on herself, just like to the point of being completely like inconsiderate of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something that I tried not to read too much, uh, opinions on the revival. Mm -hmm. Um, just also in part before our conversation so that I wasn't repeating things that I was reading, you know, that I was Mm -hmm. repeating from what my own take was. But that was one thing that I, um, just saw a little bit of was the selfishness that was there for, with Rory that, um, was disappointing. But yeah, I think the appeal of Logan though, they at least tried to show in, um, in the scene where, She's out with Logan and the rest of the, uh, what is their thing called? The Life and Death Brigade, which the once Life again, and Death Brigade. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, and the, I mean, just that excitement and the, I mean, they had a fun time. It was a ridiculous outing and, um, you know, part of it a little bit is supposed to be ridiculous. It's a, you know, a television show, not mm-hmm. real life. But I think that was, that's part of the draw. It's a lot of fun to have unlimited cash. Yeah, but I just, it feels so, I don't even know, like, what the right word is. It it just feels not delusional, but just, like, not grounded. And it just feels yeah. so temporary and fleeting and um, just, is carnal the right word? It just feels, like, so in the moment yeah. that it's, like, inconsiderate of the future to the point of self-destruction where... Colin and Finn and Robert, um, you know, which one is it? Is it Colin who spends all the money to buy the inn and the tango bar? And like, yeah, (laughs) I'm, and honestly, what are these guys doing that all of a sudden they can drop everything and come to Mm -hmm. Stars Hollow (laughs) to whisk a girl that they presumably haven't seen in 10 years for a night of fun? (laughs) I, I don't know. I guess maybe not 10 mm-hmm. years, eight years, but still. <laughs> so anyway, my feelings on the life and death brigade are clear, I think. <laughs> and I, I like the life and death brigade. I think that it, it's a true college group, but of course they're not in college anymore. Exactly. Which is, <laughs> I think, I think there was an element in the um, umbrella jump 
back in season five, there was an element mm-hmm. of that that I did find like freeing for Rory, like getting, like, I loved the moment where they, you know, you jump, I jump Jack. I loved that moment. That's one of the like five moments I like Logan. Um, Hmm. But I just, it's eight years later and I feel like they're just as immature as they ever were. Yeah, I did. I did think that Rory was immature. Yeah. In this, especially for being 32 years old. And and uh, one thing I thought about a lot was Rory, you know, she represented everything her mom wasn't and couldn't be because um, Lorelai was irresponsible. Uh-huh. But in the end, it seemed as though Rory was worse than her mom, uh-huh. attitude-wise, at least. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's 32 when she utters the last four words, you know, not 16, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like she fell she fell backward. Yeah, and I think I guess what's so like um frustrating to me about that is that I really identify with seasons 1 through 4 Rory. Like I mm. that's similar to who I was in high school. I was um person like there's one episode in season two where she likes to stay home and do laundry on the weekend when she is the right. house alone and I was the person who wasn't super social but I had my good close friends and I liked being I didn't go out and party on the weekends and I liked school and so then when she transitions in season five as a party girl I never believed that because I was like I, this seems like a completely different person to me Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that's just me projecting myself onto someone else's character. It's totally possible, but that was just like, hey, this is not the same person that I loved. I'll be damned. Oh, okay, let's see where to go next. <laughs> we kind of did like a broad yeah. overview. Um, oh, I did have a favorite um, storyline. Oh, yes, please tell. My favorite storyline was absolutely Emily's. Oh, I think she had the best character arc Mm -hmm. and she, I mean, she became a completely different person than she was from the series at the end of the revival, Mm -hmm. but it worked for me. I I could, Mm -hmm. I could see her progression. Richard dying sometimes when people have been together for a long time and one of the partners dies, you kind of see the other partner become really different Uh and there's almost a little bit of you're having to take care of yourself now so you're having to be more independent and you get to make those decisions on your own and it's not that you didn't enjoy your marriage Uh but your life is totally different now it has to you have to change a little so I saw that with Emily and I really felt like that's what happened she didn't have these obligations anymore Uh um to pretend because she was trying to keep her husband's reputation and business going. She was able to let go of that finally, which I think is incredible because that's what Lorelai, you know, <laughs> did at such a young age. And yeah. um, now she's doing it. And it was so bizarre. I mean, she's living with this family of people who she doesn't know, but I think that kind of works that they can't communicate because then they don't care if she says something mean and <laughs> she doesn't care yeah. if they're, you know, saying things she doesn't agree with because they don't, ha- they can't talk. So I think, I think that worked, but I really like how it ended with her 
um, moving somewhere where she could just enjoy. It was really weird seeing her uh, working a job, though. Yeah. That was odd. But why not, right? Like, she was interested in the topic and it's something to do. And she gets to scare people a little (laughs) still. (laughs) Uh, I love that comparison you just made to Lorelai breaking away from that world because that is something I hadn't considered yet. Hmm. But I think you're totally right. I felt like the, um, <laughs> it seemed a little random to me, the like specificity of Nantucket and then going to work at a whaling museum. But at the same time, it brought me a lot of joy to see her describing how to kill a whale. <laughs> um, and I think you have a really good point about that family, too, about, like, she can't insult them because nobody knows what anyone is saying. And she actually <laughs> stuck with a maid for more than one episode, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I, the, I love how you describe that. That, like, makes me love that storyline even more. Well, I'm glad. Did you have a favorite storyline like that or character change? Oh, I'm trying to think. I mean, um, it was just so good to be back in that world. Um, Mm -hmm. I, goodness. Okay, here's one thing I will say. Here is a favorite moment. It's not a storyline. The one ending for a character that I thought was 100% perfect, Dean. That was exactly what I Mm. wanted for him. Like, For the last several months, I have been saying, all I want is for Dean to be happy. I want him to be married. I want him to have a bunch of kids. And that is exactly (laughs) what I got. And he had a nice moment with Rory. And that's all I needed for him. But I, like, wanted to know that that character, even though he wasn't perfect, he was someone that, um, in his own way, I cared about. And I cared that he had a happy ending, even if it wasn't with Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one moment I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That seemed to really fit mm-hmm. his character. Because, I mean, he got married at 18. He clearly wanted that family life. And yeah. he loved the Donna Reed show. He mm-hmm. thought that was nice. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Well, and I think it was just, like, in a more healthy... It was in a healthier place in his life. Like, getting mm-hmm. married at 18 was way too soon. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right. He just wanted that family life. So, and it came to him. So I was happy with that. I was also, I thought we got, I didn't need to have Digger, but I thought the one moment with him with, was good. <laughs> Digger? Yes. Uh, Lorelai's boyfriend, Jason, at, he was there oh, for. Oh, right. I forgot his nickname. I know. Blink and you'll miss it. <laughs> like he was in that one scene at Richard's funeral. Yeah. So it was good. Like, I'm glad he's doing well. I'm trying to think of other one scene characters. Suki, but (laughs) I didn't feel like there was much of a wrap up. It seemed like her life was very much just moving forward. I couldn't, I I was a little confused on her farming. (laughs) I didn't totally understand that either. Yeah, because Jackson is a farmer, so. You think that, like, was he with her? Because we saw him. It didn't seem like he was. I, I was really confused by that. But I'm glad it wasn't like she and Lorelai had a falling out or something. Right. It's just that she had been away for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did not understand why she got into farming because that was always Jackson's area. Mm-hmm. And she used the food to make delicious meals. So mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was a little odd. But 
you know, that whole character and schedule with Melissa McCarthy was a struggle, so. But I'm glad we got her, even if it was just that one scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I guess for me, of the three Gilmore girls, my favorite storyline to follow was Lorelai's. Not that Mm -hmm. I didn't. I did like Emily's as well, and Rory's interested me despite my frustrations with some of her development. Um, but um, I did like to see, I like that they didn't put Luke and Lorelai in a place where they had been broken up for those eight years. That was yeah. would have been really frustrating to me. Um, it didn't totally make sense to me why they weren't already married, since I know that had been so important to Lorelai. in the show's run but at the same time I'm really glad we got to see their wedding although I was disappointed Mm -hmm. I didn't get to see the whole town wedding to me that was something like the whole town had been waiting for for yeah years and maybe decades at this point (laughs) yeah decades but I was glad Kirk decorated well and they had a lovely nighttime wedding so that was good yeah Um, yeah I thought it made sense that they had something a little more private together mm -hmm. they had that beforehand yeah Kind of like in The Office, how Jim and Pam had yes. their Niagara Falls wedding and then their big office wedding, which there's a lot of comparisons now that I'm thinking about. Luke and Lorelai kind of being in the crazy town of Stars Hollow, mm. like Jim and Pam in the crazy office. Yeah. Oh, man, it gets me every time. The This was plan, plan C. Plan B was the boat uh-huh. and plan A was marrying her a long time ago. Oh. Uh. Jim Halpert. What a dream. <laughs> All right. But it, Luke Danes is pretty good, too. Yes. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, their relationship and how passive Luke seemed. Mm-hmm. But but then in his final moment, he was not passive. He told her, well, I I think it was more so that she assumed and we assumed that he was being passive but really, he said, I'm perfectly happy. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of life I want to live. I want to be with you. What, what more? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he just, he's a simple, a simple guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I thought it was, um, as much as I, uh, I don't hate April, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think we got the perfect amount of her, which was one scene. Um, <laughs> and I actually think she really helped inform Luke and Lorelai's relationship eight years later because the reason that they broke up at the end of season six was that Luke didn't know how to make Lorelai a part of um, a part of that part of his life and Mm -hmm. so I thought it was really interesting how they have that moment where they're sitting on the couch and he says, April is my thing. Rory is your thing. We keep our families separate. And so I thought that did make mm-hmm. sense to me of why they were not where they wanted to be in their relationship, because that was the thing that drove them apart years before. And so it's, um, it makes sense that this would be something that would keep them apart now. Yeah. And they were, that they were still keeping it, their lives separate. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was really helpful for me to or I mean it was just helpful to see that like the reason that they were not totally happy made total sense with their characters and so by the end we're finally merging that and as much as like I said April's not my favorite she's okay but I think it would have been (laughs) 
a nice touch to have her to have Jess at the wedding because those are two people that are really mm-hmm. in Luke's world and then you know we had Rory and Michelle who are really part of Lorelai's world and trying to bring those together but I think the implication is that they are all united now yeah and what did you think of Jess's little moment of staring at Rory once oh <sighs> So, a lot of feelings there. Um, (laughs) I love to see their conversation in the newspaper office. I thought it would have made a lot of sense for him to, like, stick around and try and help with the Star's Hollow Gazette, since that's totally up his alley with the writing. Um, Mm. I wasn't... I guess he's still living in Philadelphia. Um, I wasn't sure. It sounds like he was still working on the printing press. I felt like that was a little underdeveloped. And I would have loved to spend more time with him and just learn um, more about what he's up to and, like, see how his character has grown. And I loved that he and Luke had a lot of back and forth. But I felt like Mm -hmm. even just as friends, even if they weren't going to be romantic, um, that Jess and Rory could have had more conversations um yeah I will say what I was kind of hoping for was that we would end in a place where it's sort of implied that Rory and Jess will get together but I didn't need to see it and so in that case I'm quite happy at least Hmm. I think that was the implication of that moment but I'm not totally sure it seemed long but it was also not clear so a little open-ended What did Mm -hmm. you think? Well, you know, he seemed so friendly. And by friendly, I mean not romantic, strictly platonic. Mm -hmm. When he interacted with Rory in their other moments together. And so I thought it felt a little out of the blue to me. Like there was no other hinting. And also the fact that they hadn't kept in touch. It didn't seem like much at all. I mean, she knew that he was working at a pre- or a printing company mm-hmm. but but that was it that's all she asked about in his life but it was interesting because she clearly still trusted him mm-hmm. in that she took his suggestion right away to write about her and Lorelai's life together I will say that seemed a little out of the blue to me like that was Jess's first idea like yeah write about you and your mm-hmm. mom and <laughs> I as much as I Yes, it makes sense. It felt really inorganic to me. Yeah, I agree with that. I do I do think that that really fit the story, though. I did really like that that was what she ended up doing. Yeah. I think that was actually my favorite part of Rory's storyline. Story yeah, you know, to be honest, I didn't like much of Rory's storyline. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I... she felt she felt different and I think part of it which I hate to nitpick this because I don't want to notice it I want to just sit and enjoy the show Mm -hmm. but Alexis Bedell not my favorite actress you are not the first to say that (laughs) yeah yeah I didn't think I I would be not not shocking but um that took away from it for me, her performance. Mm. There were moments that felt really forced, even with her and, and Lorelai, where her and um, Lauren Graham, which I thought was so peculiar because they had worked together for so long. Why do you suddenly feel 
off to me. Mm. That's um, interesting. I thought the one moment where <clears throat> um, Alexis Bedell shined was when she talked to Jess. I thought that that was her most relaxed, mm-hmm. best scene was in the newspaper room. Yeah, and it wasn't a, a pivotal contender. scene. <laughs> I have no underwear. That was a good scene. <laughs> yeah, and that... But it wasn't a pivotal scene. Like, her fight with Lorelai was kind of big, but it didn't feel real to me. I I hated that I noticed it, but it was it just looked forced to me. I, I wasn't sure what why she wasn't able to get back into Rory's character. That is interesting to me, because I have always liked Alexis Bledel in that role. I think that she brings just this especially in the early seasons, but like a timidity to her character that Mm -hmm. I think makes her very sympathetic. And she's not someone, and I know someone, some people might find this a fault, but I like that she doesn't overact. Um, Yeah. I think that she's someone who does things more reserved. And I think part of that is to show some of the contrast to Lorelai, who's very energetic and very like that scene in the last episode when she's like dancing with that ponytail (laughs) in her hair. Um, So I like Alexis Bledel in that role, but I just don't think the script, honestly, like aside from some of her arguments with Lorelai, I just don't feel like the script was really giving her a lot like the frustrations Mm. I have with Rory are all in the script to me like and I don't know if that's just as you know I do not want to besmirch the good names of Amy Sherman Palladino and Dan Palladino but like (laughs) my like I can't tell if they think Rory is a good journalist or not like I can't tell Mm -hmm. what their definition of good journalism is and like when the um I, it starts in winter it seems like Rory's coming off of this high of a lot of great experiences right. with really important publications but then when we see her like not be able to pitch an article when we see her falling asleep while interviewing a guy on the street like <laughs> i i'm like what happened to the Rory who was studying so hard for her finals mm-hmm. and giving everything an a effort like I I think that's what really confused me and I totally understand maybe they were just trying to communicate that Rory's lost her passion for journalism but it just was not communicated well for me right because it's not like when she started writing the book I didn't feel like oh okay her life is going on a great course she'll pass she'll have this book she'll be published that's her new deal no it just felt like a project Mm -hmm. to fill her time because she didn't have anything else and being published in the New Yorker that's a pretty big deal and you can work freelance like that I know Mm -hmm. some people thought that that was really unrealistic but having been a journalism major you can work freelance that that is possible especially when you're living with your rich ex-boyfriend a lot of the time um so I I didn't understand why all of that kind of fell through for her. Yeah, it didn't seem, once again, it seemed inorganic to me that all of a sudden she was like, well, this isn't working out. And I'm like, really, <laughs> it just seems like maybe two things didn't work out. Like, <laughs> well, and it 
were you really surprised that that book deal with the lady didn't work out? Because she was a little all over the place. And so maybe they were trying to set it up like Rory really wanted to write a book. And she thought she was going to write it about this lady. But now she's going to write it about her mom. Mm. I didn't totally believe that all the doors had closed for her in the world of journalism. Mm -mm. No, me neither. And I hate that she accepted Mitchum's help. Oh, I hate him more than I hate Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that was disappointing to me. I didn't understand that change. Uh-huh. And again, I I think that like you were saying, you know, she was rejecting her grandparents' world um in the earlier seasons, but then she comes to it accept him, you know, okay, sure, I'll, I'll take your your help even though you're an awful person mm-hmm. and you it didn't cause because it was still her decision, yeah. but set her on a path to quit school for a semester and, you know, and yet she's, okay, yeah, give me, give me a leg up. Well, and I think what was so frustrating is that he was a terrible mentor to her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we have seen if we had any questions, I think the revival has confirmed Rory is maybe not the best journalist. Um <laughs> But I think what's really frustrating is Rory at the time was just a college student and still learning and just being like the first real world newspaper. And Mitchum should have been an opportunity to get that mentorship and put her on the right path because she clearly had the passion for it. And instead, he just I mean, that's not what a mentor does. It's someone who helps Mm -hmm. you find what how you can achieve what you want to. And he Mm -hmm. just laid a verdict out there Uh, yeah so that's why I'm frustrated with him and you know what I I actually had a similar experience Mm -hmm. as Rory in college with that and it was uh someone who was just helping you work on your resume Mm -hmm. and being ready for a job interview so it's kind of like a mock interview and basically told me that I hadn't gotten enough experience I wasn't ready I wasn't hireable (sighs) And it was terrible because he had met me for, you know, talked to me for maybe half an hour, but he just laid all this out like he knew it. And so I totally, I understand how that feels. And it's devastating. Yeah. So I can't imagine ever going back and asking for his help, and which I don't need because everything turned out fine. You know, Mm -hmm. his 20-minute perception of me was not true. So I, I can't imagine conversing with him again. Yeah. Well, I'm so, like, that just, like, so frustrates me to hear that, too, because I know that you are so talented (laughs) and such a hard worker. So, like, to hear that is so frustrating that someone, after knowing you for 20 minutes, would do that. And, like, especially in Rory's case, that, like, that was someone she was looking up to and really wanting to impress because she was dating his Mm -hmm. son. And, like, you didn't even have that baggage as far as I know so like <laughs> no. and it, like to have all that devastation yeah Ugh, I hate Mitchum Hunsberger <laughs> <laughs> overall we just we don't like it. yes I've worked with a lot of young people over the years interns new hires I've got a pretty good gut sense for people's strengths and weaknesses whether they have that certain something to make it in journalism it's tough business a lot of stress definitely and I have to tell you You don't got it. Okay, so I have a theory, and you can tell me what you think about it. Um, But since the Paladinos did not get to do season seven, 
My theory is that they, in this revival, were just basically trying to put all their cards back where they left them at the end of season six to try Mm -hmm. and end the way they would have ended season seven or season eight on the CW. Like putting Logan back in London, which is where he was leaving at the end of season six. Luke and Lorelai still not married. Rory, not as much, but still trying to figure out where she's going We know the final four words are supposedly the same as they always have been. You know, things did change with Emily because we lost Edward Herman, unfortunately. So I think that probably is completely new. But I really feel like, especially with Logan, like they were just trying to put him in a place where they had left him and wanted to spend more time with that character. Mm -hmm. And I think if in season seven, Mitchum had sent, Logan to London and had him start courting or hanging out with an heiress to um, try and set up the future of the company for whatever purpose. I did not fully understand that. Then I think in that case, we would have been more on Rory's side because it's like, hey, I was just dating Logan and all of a sudden his dad is trying to take over Logan's love life for the future of the company. Right. And also it would have made more sense for the Life and Death Brigade to show up and for them to have this, like, one wild night because they were about to graduate Yale or they just had graduated Yale. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but now, eight years later, I just don't think it translated well. Right. No, I do agree with your theory. And that was when you said I have a theory, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I have a theory, too. And it was that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's and so funny. in a similar sense, it, um, especially when it came to the last four words, it seemed, uh, yeah, it seemed like they were trying to recreate where they were at mm. then so that this could work. And for me, when the last four words came out, which we haven't said them, but should we? Yes. <laughs> do you want to be Rory or do you want to be Lorelai? I'll be Lorelai. Mom. What? I'm pregnant. Oh my gosh, it feels so... I like just got goosebumps after we said that. Wait, Um, I'm refreshing. Wait, refresh me. Does Lorelai say what or yeah? She says one of those and I have like, I get them mixed up. But either way, the bottom line is (laughs) Rory is pregnant with presumably Logan's baby unless it's the wookie uh, no that was like six months <laughs> earlier it's not possible. I, yes yes it's definitely definitely logan's when those were uttered i first of all was super confused like the credits came up and i just sat there repeating what yes <laughs> it, it just it was a it was a moment of complete confusion for me as opposed to closure which mm. they obviously weren't going for closure but uh, no, I didn't not even at all. Re- I didn't even realize that it had ended almost. It was just, what? So, because I'd been waiting for those last four words, and I thought it was going to be something more ph- philosophical, yeah. but it wasn't. It was completely or literal. Or less game-changing, at least. Yeah, yeah. And I, it seemed as though what they were trying to do with that was say, hey, look, Rory became just like her mom, except again, she wouldn't have been 16 if they had done it in season seven, and she's certainly not 16 now, mm-hmm. so it's not as devastating or life-changing, but 
it didn't it didn't work for me hmm. well and i wonder because one thing i have not read a lot about Gilmore Girls partly because I'm just still emotionally processing (laughs) but one thing I've just seen around on the Twitter sphere and talking about with friends and family is like so it kind of seems like they were setting Logan up to be Rory's Christopher and Jess to be Rory's Luke which I Mm -hmm. don't think the Jess Luke tracks quite as well as the Logan Christopher in my mind yeah but to think about that once again that makes my theory like it confirms my theory to me in my mind because after season three our Jess sightings were so intermittent here and there and I could see how in season seven or eight Jess just coming back to talk to Rory about her being a contender and for the (laughs) wedding that would have felt more organic Um, I just keep coming Mm -hmm. back to that word but, yeah, I think in this situation, eight years later, it just doesn't track as well. And the pregnancy feels more, especially because Logan felt less organic to me. Like, he was in all four episodes, Kyla. All yeah. four. I had I way know. too much Logan for me. <laughs> Where are you going? I drew my pillow. I'm sorry. What time is your flight tomorrow? Three-ish. But hey, I was thinking, I don't have to head back to the States so soon. Yeah? Yeah, there's nothing pressing. I can hang a couple more days. Uh... Are you leaving town? Someone's coming to town. Kind of. Odette. Kind of. Right. So I guess I'll go. Ivy tonight. Our traditional farewell meal. I'll send the car at eight. It's great. Okay, so the theory about Logan being Rory's Christopher, which I think was helped by her going and talking yes. to Christopher, which I had, I was like, what is going on with this scene? Which that was answered. Um, you know, she's just trying to decide, does she go and talk to Logan or not? Which again, I think is odd because you two are clearly compatible and like. I mean, more than... you, They care about each other, so why mm-hmm. wouldn't she go to him and tell him and ask him to be a part of that life? You know, he did propose to her. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> and actually, I will say, for all of Logan's faults in my mind, I do believe he genuinely cares about Rory in his own way. Yes. I, I honestly believe that about him. Yes. I think she made him better and... He made her worse. Yes, that is 100% true. (laughs) They meet somewhere in the middle. Yeah, they do. The other theory that I was hearing about that also I think fit was that Rory and Logan are more like Richard and Emily. (gasps) I did see something about that. Because Richard was supposed to marry someone else, Uh but Emily stole him away, and so Rory could end up stealing Logan away. Yes. Cannot imagine him living in Stars Hollow, though. They, no. <laughs> they would go somewhere else. But, yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. That's what it was also unclear to me. Were they trying to set up Rory as um, someone like her mom who was destined to be in Stars Hollow because of the Stars Hollow Gazette? Like, I felt like that was a really good fit for her. 
and I didn't mm-hmm. understand why she would well I guess I could understand why at first she might be hesitant to say I'm back in Stars Hollow and work there but I felt like that especially since the two people working there were aging and clearly not going <laughs> to be carrying that on much longer I felt like that was a good fit for her but then at the same time Rory has wanted to travel the world her whole life mm-hmm. so I mean I yeah. guess it's, the question is does she belong in Stars Hollow or not and I don't know yeah, I think I, I I did like that they had her take over the Stars Hollow Gazette. I wish it would have been a pain job, so it would have felt yeah a little more fulfilling or for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it and also it took a while to make the connection of hey, why doesn't Rory run the newspaper? Like yeah. obviously the us audience members were when we heard. Oh, hey, we're shutting it down. We all thought, oh, Rory's going to take it over. But it took several minutes for her to actually say that. But, yeah, I don't think that she... I thought that that was an interesting fit for her, and I liked it because she loves that town. But I think in the overall scheme of her life, she belongs out in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a question I just don't know either way. Like, I really am glad that Lorelai is staying part of my fear with mm-hmm. the revival was that they were going to try and make the issue with Lorelai or Luke that you know that they want to franchise or that they want to expand or that they're tired of being there but in my mind the two of them are such a perfect fit in Stars Hollow and yeah mm-hmm. Rory's a little more 50-50 I don't know yeah and I again I love the Emily story I mean really that was my absolute favorite part of it mm-hmm. um, which was surprising to me but um, I liked her scene with Lorelai at the end and how Lorelai decided I'm the one who wants to franchise. Let me do it, mm-hmm. which I thought was fantastic yeah. in a feminism way, but <laughs> mostly just it fit who she was yeah. and it didn't fit who Luke was. And he was, again, just trying to make her and that family happy by kind of looking at properties. But, I, you know, he wasn't interested. That's not what he wanted. So I love that she took that. And that, of course, Emily said... But I want two weeks out uh-huh. of the summer in Nantucket. Yeah. <laughs> and that, for, I just, I loved it because we're going back to the very first episode of season one. And mm-hmm. that was special. Yes. And, and I love, um, like, in the season seven finale when they have that moment of she's trying to convince Lorelai to expand the inn with a spa. And it's mostly just because mm. she wants to lend her the money so that she'll have to keep coming for Friday night dinners. But then Lorelai's <laughs> mm-hmm. like, no, I'll be there even though I don't owe you money. Um, so I yeah. like that they have that. And I guess I was really hoping through the therapy sessions, which we haven't even touched on yet, um, right. that they were actually going to have some more closure or work through some of their stuff. I was sad that they didn't, but I'm glad that they ended mm-hmm. in a place where they're still in contact. Right. Yeah, the therapy sessions, I, I think the Paladinos, they, they do things so well because, yeah, some of these decisions bugged us. Yeah. But it, it still makes sense. I mean, therapy that all they have are their quips that they have to keep throwing at each other mm-hmm. and a real deep, meaningful therapy session <laughs> is, would, would be difficult. It would, it would probably take them a lot longer than these four seasons. Yeah. 
Well, and I, I mean, it's consistent with their views on therapy from the first seven <laughs> seasons for better or for worse, like yeah. Rory's experience in therapy or the way that Emily kind of scoffs at like, what, share our problems with other people? Like, it's at least consistent <laughs> with characters, although it makes me sad that they seem to have a negative view of therapy overall. Yeah. Therapy is good. People. Yes, they it's need good. Therapy, get it. <laughs> I am a, I am a therapy user myself and... Or I have been at points in my life. It is a good thing. So there's our soapbox. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was interesting that Lorelai kept going, and she needed that. Yes, she needed something from it. Mm -hmm. I would have liked if the therapist had been a little better, to say the (laughs) least. (laughs) Um, But Mm -hmm. yes, I'm glad that she continued to go too. Yeah. So should we talk about the? strangest most random unnecessary part of the revival i think i know what you're gonna say but go ahead (laughs) the musical uh that's totally what i was gonna guess (laughs) yeah how long was that like 10 minutes yes and that is something i enjoyed but did not need 10 minutes of right i thought that that was a fun quirky stars hollow i loved that taylor was so a part of the revival they didn't forget about the crazy characters but 10 minutes uh, of this that uh, yeah I I it was too much I'd rather see Lane doing something or I would mm-hmm. rather spend like check in on so many other things in the extra like seven minutes <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. that we probably didn't need I will say it made me laugh all the way yes. through that 10 minutes so it wasn't a total miserable 10 minutes right yeah, it was funny, but it was just excessive. And it didn't add so much. Some of the quirky town antics don't mm-hmm. add much. They're just meant for entertainment. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was that one song that struck a chord with Lorelai. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they all said, oh, what a snore. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, there were parts of that that were funny, but it's just very, very long. Well... And maybe it was just an issue of finding people with strong enough vocals, but it seemed weird that it was two townies we'd never seen before. Um, I thought they weren't townies. Oh, so then, yeah, even that's weirder to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have rather have seen Kirk or, like, like, we know Babette and Patty can sing. Like, I'd rather see a musical with people that we know and love. Oh, and also, mm-hmm. Lane, Hep, Alien, they have a whole band. Like, why yeah. not get them up there? So, yeah. Yeah. But I did um, I did get quite the laugh out of, I'm not going to quote this perfectly, but <laughs> when they say, I am the same as you, but in pants, and you are the same as me, but in a dress. <laughs> I don't even remember that. It, it's somewhere in the middle of one of those terrible, weird songs, and mm-hmm. I got quite the laugh out of that. <laughs> On a similar note, how did you feel about the Wild storyline? Oh, um, yeah, I... It, it felt a little different to me to pull in a modern book, mm-hmm. so I think I, I could have... I would have appreciated more if it was... Just something that Lorelai developed on her own or from a few different sources, but not so literal, like the book, The Wild. 
it almost made me feel like it was product placement a little bit, <laughs> um, which I don't think it was. No, but my under, I've seen several people like the author. I think she said she was very surprised. By mm. it, but t- okay. Yeah, I so I, yeah, so there's that part of it that I kind of threw me a bit, but I didn't hate that Lorelai decided to go on this journey. Now, certainly camping is not something she no, likes. That's Luke's but thing. Right, but so I love that she didn't even go on the <laughs> trip. <laughs> that she just tossed her bag away, figured out what she needed to figure out, and just went home. So I am I I'm so glad that she didn't even go on the hike. I thought that was hilarious and fitting. That is true, very Lorelei. I thought in the same vein as the musical, I liked it, but it went on too long. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I mean, the funny thing is, of course, this is filmed out in California, but it, in the context of the story, it seemed really weird that she had to fly all the way out there and then almost go hiking, but then not, and then almost go hiking and then not, and then realize, like what she needed it seemed like there could have been a more efficient storytelling way to get where she was going Mm -hmm. um that said i think it gave one of the very best moments in the whole series of when she calls emily and shares yeah the good story about richard um yeah yeah that was one of my favorite moments yeah i almost don't understand I don't know. They didn't just feed to us what it was that Lorelai was looking for, what she discovered, but mm-hmm. you could feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, what what was going on in her mind just wasn't so uh, laid out for us, but you mm-hmm. saw the flip, the switch flip. Well, and okay, so I guess I have a question for you then. Have you read or seen Wild? No. Oh, so, okay. I wonder if that's maybe coming from, I wonder if we're watching this scene differently a little bit then, Hmm. because I have read the book and seen the movie. I love, love, loved the book and the movie I like. There were a lot of good moments. Reese Witherspoon is great in it. She really is just trying to find herself after some way more traumatic things like her mom dying, a divorce, a drug addiction. And in the Hmm. end of that book, she doesn't necessarily find anything definitive, um, but she does find confidence in trying to, like, make decisions on her own and, like, making that journey on her own. So mm-hmm. I wonder, and that's, and, like, I'm not saying that your interpretation of the scene is invalid because you haven't read the book or seen it. Like, that's... Right, but you have some extra yeah. information. <laughs> yeah, so, and, like, in the end of that one, she so, it, the book sort of just ends... Or at least it felt that way to me. But it's a good... Like, she's more at peace with herself. Hmm. Well, and I... Like, I felt that change for Lorelai. And I didn't read the book or see the movie. Which, you probably shouldn't have to read another book or see a movie to understand a television show that you watch all seven seasons for. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I didn't... I didn't understand fully that part of it. Mm -hmm. But I, I saw the... I saw her change. So that was really all I needed. Hmm, maybe this is going to be one of our future podcasts. Maybe we're going to have to talk about wild. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm going to have to read that, which I would read it again because it was good. 
right. Yes. So TBD, we'll see if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a really, that was a powerful moment. Yeah. That was one of my great job, Lauren Graham. (laughs) Oh, yes. She is so good. That has not changed at all. Mm-mm. Kelly no. Bishop, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Mixed uh, or split opinion on Alexis Bedell. <laughs> yes. I will say even but. that I think she's good in that role, but I just don't think that's the kind of part that like demands the same response, if that makes sense. Like, I, what do you mean by that? Um. Okay. So I guess like Lorelai and Emily are known for their arguments and they're both known for being emotional people and really complex. And I don't want to say that Rory has no complexity to her, but like, she's not known for those really intense arguments. And I think because she's younger, she doesn't have as much baggage or as many like, like backstory that we're learning about whereas with like Emily and Lorelai we're learning more and more about the history of their relationship whereas Rory it's like pretty straightforward so I think Mm -hmm. um there's maybe just not as much demanded for that role and it's just a different character than the two of than Lorelai and Emily who can both be explosive or very dramatic in their own ways she she is smart she's witty but she is subdued, mm-hmm. so I do understand that part. There were a lot of moments where I felt like, all right, Alexis, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need just a little bit more. Um, but I do understand what you're saying. She's a different type of character. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Wow, so we've covered a lot. I know. I was just trying to think, is there anything else that we haven't covered? Do we, th- oh, do we think that Rory is a true Jack Kerouac? <laughs> the most important question of them all. Um, well, a yes and no, because now she's living in Stars Hollow, so her journey is kind of ending. It, it, it looks as though it is, um, but she is writing a book. Oh, yeah, that's a good Jack Kerouac. <laughs> um, and she's also, I mean, that whole group that Jack Kerouac was a part of was, they like to stir things up and do things their own way. And the Life and Death Brigade, I think, is really similar Fair to their comparison. group. Fair comparison. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say in the way that it, she was, for sure, in the first couple of uh, seasons in winter and spring, but then she kind of settled down and now it looks like she's going to have a baby, you know, with her talk with Christopher, mm-hmm. it sounded like she was just figuring out how she was going to raise the baby. And so, yeah, I think that part of her life is a little bit over and that's really sad to say. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, I think that you make a good point about her writing a book is a nice parallel. The life and death brigade is a nice parallel And I think that maybe the point is that she's not supposed to be a Jack Kerouac. Maybe she is supposed to put those roots down in Stars Hollow. But we know she wants to be a traveler. So like I said, I'm still going back and forth on that. Yeah. But I think in that, for that period of her life, it's a fair comparison. Welcome back, Rory. Oh, I'm not back. I'm just here temporarily. That's not what I heard. Well, it's true. At the bookstore yesterday, all anyone could talk about is how you're back. Well, I'm not back. Okay. 
spread the word. Hey, guys, did you hear? Somebody vandalized the floaty hut. Oh, no. Hinges are bent, locks jammed, and now the kids are having a freaking fit because they can't get to the floaties. Welcome back, by the way. Yeah, I'm not back. You look back. <gasps> oh, you know who we haven't talked about at all, I just realized? Who? Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have not talked about Paris. Yes. Okay, we can't, we can't finish this episode and not talk about Paris. Tell me. No, tell me all true. your feelings on Paris totally in character her whole life the stairs bit was so funny i just so random um <laughs> yeah. fitting to the show the fact that her and doyle got married i i like that and that they stayed together and of course now they were in the midst of a divorce and yet it did not seem like they were actually going to follow through <laughs> which is kind of how they are they're so combative uh-huh but they end up taking well what was it in the earlier seasons they take fighting lessons and <laughs> and yeah. turns into intimacy. I don't yeah. know what their relationship is, but um, it was definitely sad that they she did not care about her children that much, but again... Consistent. <laughs> yep, I don't know why she had kids. <laughs> I don't know either. The fertility area, I mean, yeah, she went to school. The she, We left her going to Harvard Medical yeah, School, Yeah, I believe was so. It? That was what I'm remembering. So, yeah, I mean, that was just her focus area, which... Why not? It's a difficult... Well, I say it's difficult. All of it's difficult to me. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, she chose her area and became the best at it. So, yeah, I liked it. What about you? So Paris was a character... Liza Weil always well acted in this character. Um, But she was a little Mm -hmm. more hit or miss for me um, in the original series because I just felt like she would be a really exasperating friend to have as sympathetic as she was sometimes like she was not kind always. And so I mm-hmm. felt like she was a like trying to be friends with her would be hard and not because she has a strong personality, but just because she was really unkind, I think to people Um, in the long run, she turned out to be very loyal to Rory and she had a true, like she grew a lot over those seven seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I like season seven Paris a lot better than season one Paris. Um, and I actually, I loved her in this revival, like two pieces. Mm. I loved her kicking the bathroom door shut. I, (laughs) oh yes. I felt like her role in that fertility clinic was like a plus total Paris. I love that our introduction to her was you could hear her shouting off screen before you could see her. I was disappointed that her relationship with Doyle, like, I didn't even feel like there was a resolution like that. It just felt like they just ran out Mm. of time to tell that story. Like, yes, let's shorten the Stars Hollow musical and spend more time with Paris and Doyle. (laughs) I think in my gut, I just believe, like, they are going to make it because they fight and then they make up. I was glad to see her again, even more than I thought I would be. Yeah, I liked her at Chilton. I hadn't, uh, I wasn't thinking about that when I was talking about her, but seeing her at Chilton with Rory freaking out, the briefcase, it's empty. (laughs) That was oh, a great and scene. Honestly, how many people do you think there are that actually do that? And in their own way, too. You know, things we carry or wear, mm-hmm. the way we pull our hair back stiff, you know, mm-hmm. to appear like we have it all together. And so that just, yeah, that was a, a great moment. I That was another one where I laughed hysterically. And when she's telling those girls in the classroom, like, it is a terrible world out there, you know, like, get ready for backstabbing, and yes, I, it made me laugh. Yeah. 
Those are good moments for her. Yes. Oh, hey, it's Mr. Sanders from AP Physics. Hey, Mr. Sanders. What's up his ass? How old is that drinking fountain? I don't know. 20 years, maybe more. You know that a drinking fountain contains more rotavirus than a toilet. It's kill or be killed. I'm not talking the art of war. Oh, no. That's a tiptoe through the tulips compared with what you're going to find beyond these walls. Betrayal, deception, and that's just in the bedroom. That was a joke. You were supposed to laugh. The kids hate me. They like the nanny. Last Christmas, they cried all morning till she came. I don't blame them. I like the nanny, too. I cry sometimes when she leaves. I'm pathetic. No. Oh, really? Check out what's in my briefcase. Nothing. Anything else we need to cover? I'm trying to think. We'll think about yeah, we, it as soon as we finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. That's all that is coming to my mind. But I plan on watching them again. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure that we'll catch catch things that we didn't before. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I feel like the more I talk about it and process it with other people, the better I feel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I this was good. Our hour long talk about yes. <laughs> about this. Someone else who appreciates it, you know it Yes. Yeah, makes me think of things I didn't see before. Yes. Well and I think I wanna go back and watch it with some of the lens you've given me for Emily's storyline. Because the ending oh, <laughs> the first time around felt a little random, like why Nantucket? Why a whaling museum? But I think the way you framed it and especially with like some of the conversations she had in the original show about how she felt like her life didn't add up to much. She was just going to parties or, mm-hmm. you know, like she's never like had much of a job or a career. Her dissatisfaction with that, I think, gives me more perspective to appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, thank you all for listening to our very long second episode and already a special episode of yes. so it's a show yes thank you for joining us we are planning our next one for sure should we tell them what it is kyler should we keep it a secret well let's play a clip so they can hear it for themselves here you go sweetie you can't let those kids get you down i know do you want me to talk to anybody a parent a teacher a big guy named moose that one's a little more mysterious, so uh, tune in to find out where we went with it. Yes, this is one I had to say, Kyla, is this even a pop culture reference? Because I don't know what <laughs> it is. It is. Trust me, trust yes. me. Kyla is showing me the way, enlightening me. <laughs> you will have your turn next, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you've helped me already with the wild. Yes. And let us know anything that we missed in the revival that we should cover or any. If you agree with us, disagree, let us know on Twitter at So It's a Show. Yes, I'm already expecting some backlash from some Team Logan people. You are totally, <laughs> you are totally welcome to your opinion in that area. Let us hear it. <laughs> and so it's a show at gmail.com. That's our email. Yes. Love to hear from you guys. Yes. If you are out on the road, be sure to stop and watch some Gilmore Girls, especially now that you can watch Netflix without Wi-Fi. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Wonderful addition. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. All right. See you next time. Bye.